the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom, and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues, currently serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Tampa, and Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, also in Wesley Chapel. Well, let's begin our time together with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, We welcome you today to be in our presence, Lord, to just come and touch us, come and anoint us. As speaker or listener, we want you with us. We want to do things according to your will. We want to bring you glory. And so we pray, Father, that today's message would be spoken well, and it would be heard well, and our hearts would be changed and transformed. So teach us, Lord. Teach us this day. We thank you and praise you and worship you. And Lord, I pray for Israel, Lord. We cry out to you for all the people who have died and their families, Lord, who are suffering now in Israel, in in Gaza. And we ask now that you would pour out your spirit on them and show them who you are, the great comforter. So, Lord, we pray for peace, but we pray for lasting peace. So we thank you and praise you and worship you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, it is good to be here today, and I must report that last Saturday, uh, a week ago, was the Children's Gasparilla Parade. We saw at least four people receive Yeshua as Messiah. We saw at least a number five, number uh, five people rededicate their lives to the Lord, and many, many people got prayer. I believe it really was our best uh, Gasparilla parade that we've ever had. And uh, I will report uh, next Sunday on what happened yesterday. So uh, God is opening up people's hearts. This is a time to come close to the Lord and pray and and just uh, move and, and speak to people about the Lord. You know, I love this quote by Robert Louis Stevenson. 
It says, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Isn't that good? Yeah, I think so. So if this program blesses you, please consider giving a gift for the Heart of Messiah ministry, and it will help us pay for our radio bills. And if you have a burden for Israel, I'm putting together a group of people who will help put on events to bless uh, and stand with Israel throughout the Tampa Bay area. If you'd like to find out more about being part of this group, uh, please email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call our office at 813-831-5673. And it's getting pretty exciting because I actually have just joined a group of a number of different people, uh, Israelis and Christians, uh, and uh, we're hoping the Jewish community gets on board And uh, that'll be an interesting topic of discussion, why the Israelis who are Jewish are not necessarily part of the Jewish community. But that's that's a whole different topic. Um, And, uh, you know, we're focused on uniting for Israel. So I'll keep you informed about that uh, and uh, when the next event is going to be. Look, we finished our time of prayer and fasting a couple weeks ago. And I pray that you've been revived. Uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting should form habits, good habits, habits with the Lord. We must continue that, uh, at least the prayer, for, and spend time with the Lord in deep, meaningful ways. I enjoy starting out my day with a prayer that I wrote for revival, similar to one I Uh, spoke last week, but a little different. I'm committing to start each day in 2024 with this prayer and then go into the rest of my quiet time. I'll pray it now. I will exalt you, my God and King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great are you, Lord and most worthy of praise, your greatness is unsearchable. Lord, revive me. May my commitment to meet with you each day for deep prayer, scriptural revelation, and continuous expectation be part of my daily schedule. Open my eyes and my heart to all you have for me. I'm asking for a great infilling of your Holy Spirit in order for me to develop the spiritual authority and power that you intend for me. May I be excited about abiding in your presence. May your presence in me be undeniable and infectious so that my family and others desire to have what you have given me. May I receive all you have for me with great faith and humility, not because I deserve it, rather in order to bring you glory. May I have the strength and the burden to grow in the fruit of your spirit and experience your power through the gifts of your spirit. You have told me to be the salt of the earth and a light to the nations. May I fulfill your desire for me with consistency and faithfulness. This is my heart. I cry out to you, Lord. Give me the strength to overcome Hasatan. 
who wants to steal and destroy the very blessings that you desire for me. May I be focused on you. Now to the one who is able to keep me from stumbling and to present me blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our our Savior, through Yeshua the Messiah, my Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, both now and forever. Amen. Now, like many of the things that I write, um, they have scriptures in them. (laughs) And if you would like to have a copy of it, feel free again to call our office or email me. Now, today I will be talking about prevailing prayer starting with the scripture from this week's parsha. You know, the parsha is that portion that Jewish people read from the Torah and the, and the prophets each weekend. And so this is a portion of that. It's from Exodus 17, 10 through 15. So Joshua did as Moses said and fought the Amalekites while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill When Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. But when he let down his hand, the Amalekites prevailed. Moses' hand grew heavy, so they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat down. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on each side. So his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua overpowered the Amalekites and his army with the edge of the sword. Well, it seems to me that as Joshua prepared for war, Moses, Aaron, and her her went up to the top of the hill. And so here are some things that I'm going to assume or believe that happened, uh, even though it's not written in the text specifically. So first of all, they went to pray. While Joshua was fighting, they were praying. And in particular, it was Moses who was praying. And they wanted to be seen by those fighting, so they went to the top of the hill because they wanted to encourage those who were fighting. And Moses asked Aaron and her to pray with him because he needed a group. He needed encouragement. He needed... uh, He wasn't going to go alone on this one, right? And Moses stood with hands raised, and Israel was winning. When he got tired, his hands lowered. And I believe that this is symbolically talking about prayer and worship. And Moses sat down, so that means he stood up beforehand, right? He was, and then he finally sat on this rock and held up his hands and worship the Lord God. So lifting hands to the Lord, I believe, is prayer. It's praise and worship, and it's also a sign of humility and sacrifice, reliance on God. Humility also, you know, I feel was to bring Aaron and her, because prior to this, oftentimes Moses went to pray alone. But this time he brought Aaron and her. Now, some of you might never have thought about lifting hands to the Lord. Others are not sure whether it's biblical. Well, let's take a look. 
Leviticus 9.22. Then Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. So in blessings, the tradition was that Aaron or whoever blessed by lifting up of hands towards those they were blessing. Psalm 28.2. Hear the sound of my pleas when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. So here there's the lifting of hands while the person who is writing this says, hear my pleas when I cry for help. And so he's lifting up his hands to the Lord in the sanctuary, in the holy sanctuary. Psalm 63, 5, So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I lift up my hands. Well, you know, God's name is the name above every name. And it's in God's name I lift up my hands. That's why I'm praising you, I'm worshiping you, I'm magnifying you. Psalm 134, 2, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless Adonai. Psalm 141, 2, May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. So the sacrifice is something, it's, it's worship and it's done with humility. It's realizing who God is and who we are in relationship to him. Lamentations 2.19, arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the watches, pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the life of your children who faint from hunger at the head of every street. So here we are lifting up our hands to the Lord for the life of our children. And it just goes on, Lamentations 3.41, uh, lift up your heart and hands to God in heaven. Nehemiah 8.6, Ezra blessed Adonai, the great God, and all the people said amen as they lifted up their hands. Then they bowed down and worshipped Adonai with their faces to the ground. Luke 24.50, so then Yeshua led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. See, Yeshua continued that tradition of lifting hands for giving a blessing. And then finally, the last scripture I'll give you is 1 Timothy 2.8. So I desire all men to pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without anger and argument. Okay. So many people have a hard time worshiping the Lord with hands raised. It took me a while to actually feel comfortable raising my own hands. However, when I heard the following story, it became easier. So the story goes, a person was in the bank when masked men walked in with guns pointed at everybody, and they said, hands up. All in the bank put their hands up humbling themselves before the men who had guns. Should we not be able to humble ourselves before the Lord and respect him as much as the ones with guns? I mean, is God more important, and and should he get more respect and more honor and worship 
than the people with guns? Yeah, that kind of did it to me. <laughs> so now I don't have a problem uh, with raising my hands in worship and to the Lord. So in this story, we're seeing the importance of the physical and the spiritual realm. And and certainly in in our reading with Moses, Moses held up his hands for prayer, praise, and worship. The importance of the spiritual affecting the physical, the physical. We've got to understand that. That when we're going through physical things, the spiritual is what is going to affect the physical. So that's why we pray and worship. Uh, secondly, it shows us the need for consistency and not giving up. Moses was not allowed to give up. He had Aaron and her there on either side, raising his arms, not allowing him to stop in the prayer and in the worship. And, and the indication is that they needed that consistency. That's what prevailing prayer does. It prays until there is a answer or a response. It overcomes ourselves who, who want to give up, and, but this is not what God wants. Aaron and her lifted up Moses' arms, indicating that when we get tired in prayer, when we should ask others to come alongside of us. And then we can continue. For me, Tuesday night prayer, it's a congregational prayer, but others are invited, is so important because it is my midweek pick-me-up. I get more focused in my prayer there, more intense, and it helps my prayer life. Joshua was asked to lead the fight against the Amalekites. Obviously, extremely important, physical, you know, putting feet to prayer. We've got to put feet to prayer, but we have to pray as well. This is how we are to win our battles and give God glory. The problem is in the physical realm. The solution is in the spiritual realm. Got it? We send out prayer requests in our congregation to our congregants and to people who want to be on the prayer list in terms of, of interceding, uh, that's why we do it, to make those people Aaron and her. They are interceding with us. They're coming together. And, and Lord knows there are people in hospitals. There are people who are sick in other areas. There are people who need salvation. There are all sorts of prayers that we should be praying. If you're not part of our prayer warriors and you don't receive prayer requests, let our office know. If you're interested, call them at 813-831-5673. But, you know, intercession is critical. When we pray for others, we hold others steady through prayer as Moses was held steady. We encourage others, and often we can pray when they can't. So Yeshua intercedes for us for all of those reasons and probably many more. He probably knows we need it. Therefore, it says in 1 Timothy 2.1, First of all, I urge that requests, prayers, and intercessions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people. But when we talk about Yeshua in Hebrews 7.25, it says, Therefore he, meaning Yeshua, 
is also able to save completely those who draw near to God through him, always living to make intercession for them. Got it? Or in Isaiah 53, 12, Therefore I will give him a portion with the great, he'll divide the spoil with the mighty, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. In Romans 8, 26, it says, In the same way, the Ruach helps in our weakness, for we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Ruach, the Spirit of God, himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. Romans 8, 34, who is the one who condemns? It is the Messiah who died and moreover was raised and now is at the right hand of God and who also intercedes for us. Look, the war is won when we continually pray. When we trust in the Lord, we do our part, and he most certainly will do his. Most of you probably can understand why I've been talking about prayer and worship in this regard, but you're questioning, what does humility have to do with it? I believe humility has much to do with prayer, but especially praise and lifting of hands to the Lord. Some people feel awkward with it, and they don't want to bother. But you know what? It serves a purpose. Remember, our understanding of humility is to put ourselves as less important than others in order to serve them, certainly for God. My point is we don't go by feelings, but we go by what we're supposed to do. Our actions come from worship and service to the Lord. Our service is worship. So maybe Romans 12, 1 and 2 even though you know that scripture, as we talk about this, maybe it'll sound different to you at this point. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I believe the key to prayer and worship is to be in the presence of God. When you're in his presence, your prayer is more meaningful. Your worship is more intense. One last thing about prayer is that you've got to trust God for the answer. You have to be ready to accept God's answer, his way, his timing. You have to let God be God. Abraham and Sarah prayed for years and didn't expect their answer to come when they were so old. Abraham spoke to God about Sodom and Gomorrah, and I would imagine he wasn't happy about the outcome. Daniel didn't expect after prayer to be in the lion's den. And Yeshua prayed to be released from having to die at that particular appointed time. And obviously, it was the appointed time. So, uh, Prayer is the ultimate trusting in God. You pray because you trust God. You accept his will because you trust God. God will turn even good things, uh, even bad things, to good. Joseph said that in Genesis 50, 20. Yes, yourselves planned evil against me, 
God planned it for good in order to bring about what it is this day to preserve the lives of many. And in Romans 8.28, we see now we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I don't have much more time. Let me mention to you, we'd love to see you visit us. Check our website, shereshdavid.org. If you have a burden for Israel, want to join my group, um, please let me know. Um, We'd love to see uh, us do Passover demonstrations. Uh, Get us scheduled right now. And uh, let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord, for you are God and there is none else. I pray for our listeners, everybody who is hearing my voice, that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.